Welcome to another episode of Yard Abroad, featuring myself, Lakeisha Marie. Zynga Makita. Yes. So today we're talking, I mean, it's March, it's Women's International Month. First of all, it's always about us, but we're highlighting women and great women, especially with this episode. Today we're talking to our beloved Dato. Dato, welcome to our podcast, Yard Abroad. So for those of you who don't know, I'm yeah. gonna well, I'm not even I feel like I might not do it justice. So Dato, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Well, okay, my name is Dedo Azu. I own a bunch of restaurants and cafe. T Bar is the um flagship uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. and now I have yeah. two cafes, Bar and Bean, yes. that I love very much. I think that's about it, no? Yeah. Oh, what else? Though? I'm sure okay. we'll get into yeah. more yes. yeah. of who Dale yeah. is, but for the most part, that's true. Um, you know, infamous for T-Bod, that the spot that gave us all the vibes. Right. I mean, this is the originator of it. Of so let's. Yes, of tipsy teas. Literal and figurative. And the culture no? of tea <laughs> in culture, Ghana. Yes. Right, right. Awesome. So let's just get into it, right? So, right. I mean, I'm hearing a little bit of, um, you know, American accent. It might not be. Can you talk to no. us about where you've been and when did you come back? And how did you know you wanted to start a business Talk to us about your journey with entrepreneurship and coming back to Ghana. Okay, so I'm I'm Ghanaian. Yes. I moved to Canada when I was about 18. And I said to myself that I was going to be there for about 10 years, 11 years, and then come back home. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what I was going to do back home, but I just just thought, you know what, it never really felt like home over there. So I I decided, you know, I'm going to come to Ghana and I'm going to create something. Dope. And then I said to my friends, you know, what if I've been here for 10 years, remind me that I said I was going to move back home after 10 years. So, of course, 11th year rolls around and my friends come. They're like, you said you were going to move to Ghana in uh, after 10 years. And I said, you know what? You're right, actually. And this was in October, December. I said, you know, you guys, I'm leaving. And they were like, oh, you're coming back in January. I said, no, I'm leaving. Like, I'm moving. Uh-huh. So I picked up my two suitcases. I probably moved a couple of things like a mirror and something else. Mm-hmm. And then I just moved. Mm-hmm. It was as simple wow. as that. I just I just up and moved. From I Canada. Left from Canada. What part? Uh Toronto. Dope. Okay. And I loved it. I loved it very much. But I just felt like I needed to be here. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. felt like oh, I just want to go home. I want to spend time with my parents because mm-hmm. I had been living out outside of Ghana for 11 years. I'd see them maybe once every two years. It just didn't feel like it was enough. So, so I just... If you don't mind me asking, yeah. how long ago was that? Coming back or... when? Like, when did you come back? How long ago was that? I came back in 2009... Nine. Wow. Same year I came. Yeah, 2009. So you've been here over 10 years. It's crazy. It feels like I've been here two years and it feels like I've been here a million years I did not at the know same that. time. At the wow. same time, yeah. A lot has happened and a lot has changed and a lot hasn't changed. But it's been it's been 11 
It's been 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what, from the time you moved here, what made you say, like, finally, let me do this? And how long did it take you? You know, it took me a long time to get to Tiba. When I moved back, I decided that I was going to um, create, my main goal was to create things that I felt I was going to miss in Canada. Mm. That was on my mind. I said, you know, anything that I feel like I used to go to or do that I wasn't, I was just going to get into it. So we started, um, a friend and I started a little market. Um, and it was really cute. We had an event, but after that, we kind of, you know, everything kind of, went fizzled cold out. and then it fizzled out and then I moved on and then I started designing clothes because I really love clothes mm. and I'm from an entrepreneurial um, background like my my parents have their own businesses they've always had their own businesses Dope. and I don't think there's anybody in my family who works for, for someone, for someone. Wow, so amazing. it just seemed like the most natural thing to do but at f I can't even lie it got to a point where I think my parents were getting like, a little frustrated. My mom was like, well, you can go to the embassy to look for a job. Like, you know, since you... Like, you gotta do something. You, you gotta, gotta do something. Yeah, you know, because she didn't feel like the clothing thing was working too mm. well for me because I felt like I didn't have control. I love clothes. Mm. I love structure and all that mm. kind of stuff. So I started it for a couple of years and I just felt like, well, I can't do this very well without me knowing everything about it. I knew how to design. I didn't know how to sit behind uh, a sewing machine mm -hmm. to sew, but I felt like every time um, a worker would leave me, I'd be stuck. Mm. I'd be so stuck. I'm like, what do I do next? Where do I go? Where do I find people? So I just, I thought longer hard about it. I said, do I really want to go and learn? Every, do I love it that much? And the answer was, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> right. But passion came in. I love to cook. And whilst I was home, doing the sewing thing and it wasn't working out. Friends would come by on Sundays. I'd cook for them. I'd make teas for them and stuff. So, you know, it felt like a natural progression. It, I was just doing something that I really loved and then an opportunity came and I seized it. But it could have easily gone the other way because it just started as quickly as someone having a restaurant that wasn't working out. Mm. And she says, hey, you want to help me mm -hmm. uh, run this restaurant? And I said, well, I'm not really doing much. So I, I can do that. And then it just snowballed from there. Amazing. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's how it started. So I can't really tell you there was a, a point where I felt like I have to do this. Right. Actually, this is the time to do this. It just feels, to me, it feels yeah. like your passions just, if you allow it, right. it morphs into mm -hmm. a business. Not always, but sometimes. But right. for me, that's how I worked. I love that because yeah. I think a lot of young women or just women in general or people right. in general have that question like, you know, how do I find my purpose? How do I figure mm -hmm. out what I want to do? So I love that nugget. So your passion is essentially your com your compass, right? Yeah, it will and guide your calling you too, yeah. Into what you're supposed to do. That's and right. I like that you stuck with the passion and essentially used it to help someone. Yeah. build up something that they needed help with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guess identifying gaps and figuring out what you're good at. Yeah. You know, and putting yeah. yourself in it and then building that like momentum. That's true. That's true. Nope. And you know, it just always feels like your passion really, it really doesn't feel like you can turn it into a business. Usually I never felt like that until like in hindsight, I was like, 
I should have been doing this a long time ago, but it felt like, oh, I just enjoy cooking and I just mm-hmm. enjoy right. making teas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I need to make a business out of it. Like, right. it didn't really connect. Right. But the more I did it, the more I was thinking, you know what? This comes to me naturally. I don't have formal training. Actually, mm. I tell people I've never even been a waitress in my life. So I don't even know how things work in restaurants. I don't. Mm. And these are the little struggles that sometimes I find. I'm like, mm. oh, maybe if I knew how this worked already, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. But I've had to carve out my own solutions. Right. You know, I don't know how it's done everywhere else. But, I, you know, through trial, trials and errors, I'm like, oh, this works. Okay, this doesn't work. Okay, let's move on. So right. it's... It's it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. But I can imagine ten years. Like, yeah. You know, what are the things that you love about what you do? The people I meet, first of all, I really like. I've met the coolest people. Yeah. I don't think I'd I'd have ever met them if I hadn't started T Bar. Cool mm-hmm. people, cool jobs. Uh, you know. Sometimes smart, sometimes funny. It's always different. That's my favorite thing. The second favorite thing is the fact that I get to cook and I get to teach people what I do and watch them make it. And people are like, oh, well, you guys did this very well. It just, there's a sense of pride there. Yeah. But my favorite thing is the people I meet. Yeah. Favorite. I think you may, I think that's yeah. what I liked about T-Bomb. Yeah. That you were just always like in around. It. You were in it. Yeah. Really yeah. in it. I just remember, like, just the idea that if there's ever a place that you need to go to to, like, just chill out and have a vibe, right? Yeah. T Bar was it. I've had some some pretty interesting experiences. Yeah. Always the best music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting experience. I remember I went on. I, okay, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> you went on a date at T Bar. You know what? There's, there's, there have actually That's been the three marriages, three from weddings from T Bar. Oh. That is oh, that's that something thing. to be proud. Yeah. yeah, the fourth one, I'm not sure what happened. I don't I know if that happened married, or not. But, but that's dope. yeah, yeah, people. I mean, I think it, the space just allowed for people to be themselves yeah. and to like like each other. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. So it's it really was a vibe. And a lot of people ask me, how did you create that? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Are you sure? I j- I did not. You it, think the people maybe did it? It wasn't intentional, but okay. I guess the. The energy that I gave off. Because, you know, it it really is a difficult job because I always have to meet people where they are when they come in. Some people come in, they're really happy, so then I need to lift my Mm. mood. Some people come in and they're really sad, and then I need to tone it down. So it's for me, it was a lot of hard work, but everybody felt like they were comfortable. Oh, you know what? When the owner's there, she'll talk to you, Mm -hmm. and then somebody else joins, and I'm like, okay, you guys, be friends. I got to go into the kitchen. (laughs) You know, so it kind of, it made people feel like they they could come in and just have a good time without feeling like, oh, you know, I need to go with somebody else to feel, you know, it was, it was just a vibe that, it just happened. It just happened. That's dope. I mean, we have structured questions, but that makes me wonder, like, did did you ever feel drained energy-wise, and how did you, like, replenish your own energy? You know... (laughs) I think that's been the hardest part. Okay. <clears throat> that has been the hardest part because um, sometimes I'd leave work feeling like everything I did w- with my hands wasn't work. But the way I felt inside and in my head was was hectic because, you know, you listen a lot, you hang out with people a lot, and you pick up people's energies. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. it, you know, at night I'd get home and sometimes I wouldn't say a word to anybody for at least 12 hours I'd get home and I'd sit quiet for about an hour say nothing do nothing just stare just so I could clear everything and then I'm like okay I'm good but around my family they knew that 
don't talk to her. Like, I'd be there, <laughs> but I wouldn't be there. Right. They wouldn't try to engage me too much because right. they knew that I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted. It's, it's, but I love it. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that keeps me Go going on. every day. I feel like, oh, I can do this again. And, you know, I go and I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to be here today. And then I meet someone. I'm like, oh, I love yeah, this I'm job so, so much. You know, and I've, I've, there have been lifelong friends. You know, it's, 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 it's been really good. It's been really good. So how is it being a woman as the boss? <laughs> how do you deal with male staff, staff in general? Do they respect you as a woman, as a boss? And what doing are the difficulties? business in Ghana yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Okay, let's let's tackle this two ways. Yeah. The staff part comes next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing business as a woman in Ghana is very interesting. Okay. Uh, the first two years, I would get so frustrated because these guys would come in and they'll talk to me as if I didn't know what I was doing. But I hire you to come do a job for me. I'm like, okay, let's say this is a plumber or something. He comes in, I'm like, this is what I want. Oh, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> no, if we do it this way, maybe it'll be better. And it's just, you know, they throw around the words and they're like, okay, I'll come in tomorrow to do the work. He'll never show up. So I have to call my brother and tell my wow. brother, you know what, call him to come. As soon as my brother calls wow. him, he comes in. No, there were a lot of instances mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, wait a minute, is it because I'm a woman or mm-hmm. or it's just that my voice isn't strong enough to carry the authority or just, you know, slight uh, disrespectful remarks mm-hmm. or things like, oh, hey, then your, your husband, he's giving you money to start oh, this. Wow. You know, stuff. Yeah. No, a lot of things yeah. that they don't think about, but they just throw around. Right. I'm like, what? Right. But I found that there was a difference every time I'd make the call and every time I'd get somebody else who was a male to make the call. Mm. Then the, the job would get done faster. Mm. Or I found myself being overcharged for a lot of work done because it was me so a lot of times i'd ask somebody else you call them deal with them because you know as soon as they see me first of all they see you and then they make their own notes about what they perceive about you so that part i didn't like at all it was really frustrating and i was thinking well if you feel like i'm a woman and i can't do this job like i should be doing maybe you should actually take it out of your time to help me out and not make it Mm, worse for me by overcharging me or telling me right. how my husband must be rich if I, you know, right. it, it, it was just, it was just a mess. Horrible. But at the same time, um, I, wait, now I can't remember the rest of the questions. Oh dear. Do I don't remember. Staff. I've had, you know, I've had a lot of staff. This is Ghana. You of know, course. come in, <laughs> go, come, go, come, go. Your turnover but, um, staff I've had wise, a, guys. A few be, who yes. I just felt like couldn't take instructions because I was a woman. And they told other, other staff that, uh, but this woman, who does she think she is to come and boss me around? Meanwhile, he was, at the time, he was the worst employee I had. <laughs> and so there was a lot of push, push and pull mm. until I had to let him go. And I said, you know, I'm going to show you who's boss right now by letting you go. Because obviously, uh, this communication isn't working. I ask you to do something. And then, you know, you tell people, who listens to women when they talk you know stuff like that yeah 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 yeah. things that would blow your mind but i realized that it's 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 ingrained ingrained in the culture culture. you know so i i don't know if he knew that what he was doing was not right correct or not i don't know all i know Mm -hmm. is it didn't help me get to where i wanted to go with my job so i just had to let i had a couple but generally 
they are right. I mean, once you hire them, they know who's boss. I, mm -hmm. I walk into the room sometimes and the whole place gets really quiet because, you know, um, the boss is the boss here. Is in. <laughs> boss is here. And that's the only time I, that's the only time I feel like a boss. I'm like, yeah, you better be quiet. So, you, so we need to, we need to be happy about that silence. Yeah. yeah. Cause that happens yes. sometimes. And I'm like, guys, what? If but they're not silent, then, then they you're in don't trouble. respect. Right. Exactly. Ah, Most okay. of the time. I don't know. For me, uh -huh. I always talk for me. So when I walk in and it's really quiet, I'm like, oh, okay. So they were saying something that I didn't need to know. But of course, you always have to have a snitch in there who comes to tell you. <laughs> who comes to tell you, you know what? One snitch. <laughs> this is happening, you know, on the low key. So this person is stealing. <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like that. But generally, generally, the respect is there. And I can see some people actually try even harder because they feel they they see how hard I work mm. and they're like, you know what? Let's also just give it a bit of a try. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> so who are your mentors, or do you have a mentor, or who do you look up to? You know what? I look up to a lot of people, but I have no mentors. Okay. I remember four years ago, I desperate. I, I always need a mentor. In fact, mm. I think I still need a mentor. Mm -hmm. But I was desperate because I, I needed to talk to people who had done this before me mm -hmm. and who knew the ropes. And I just needed help because I was, I was lost. I, I jumped into it and I didn't realize how successful it was going to be. And I was just overwhelmed. I was like, who do I talk to? But I looked around and I said, first of all, I don't know anybody that I can run to mm -hmm. in Ghana. That's the first thing. Number two, the other people that I see that I can talk to are busier than I am. Mm. So where are they finding the time? And then the third thing was not a lot of people are as open as it looks. You right. know, they're like, oh, if you have any questions, come and ask me. And then, you know, you try calling and it's like, uh, uh, I'm busy. I'll call you back. And then you don't get a call. So I don't have a mentor. I don't know what it's like to have a mentor. Mm. You know, And I, I, I feel like my... my um, my job would have been a little easier if I had one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, it, 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 it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. That's interesting because yeah. I, I, I feel like that as well. Like yeah. I want a mentor. Yeah. It's some, sometimes it's like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it's not until you literally talk to someone who has been through it that's right to be like okay i know you're going north but just shift east just that's a little right. bit you know to but get you there do you have someone who you or do you know someone who you would want to be a mentor to in ghana in per ghana. se yes but it's kind of the same idea like they're either doing the same thing and don't necessarily have the time or right. are like a little standoffish or not available you don't know if they're available right. um but i i mean to be honest like maybe i could do a little better with reaching out mm. to That's people true. who i admire That's you true. know but for the most part i find that it's it's quite difficult you know, not saying that, oh, I'm a victim, but I've, it's, it just I want one, but it, yeah, where are it doesn't they, seem you know? accessible. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, who do you, you know, I've actually, I, I used to look it up on the internet. I was like, if I can find somebody in Ghana, mm -hmm. I can probably find somebody else. But I found that people have mentors. Yeah. And they it's do. working out pretty them. well. Yeah. yeah. We so we, I think, I think in this generation, we will be the mentors mm -hmm. because, you know, already there are people come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I want to learn how to do this. I'm like, listen, it's really hard. But right. if you do it this way and that way, it might, you know, as far as I've gotten, I could tell you to do things this way. But right. I, I don't know. I don't, 
I don't have a mentor. It's interesting because remember the whole um, when we wanted to do the Jamaican food two years ago, first pint in ginger. Remember, I came and yeah. we met you at T Bar. I yeah. was like, Oh yeah, where do true. I find a grill? That's true. I want to make sure chicken. <laughs> Where do I go? Yeah. Um, but in reference to what we just said, I think we will be the mentors. That's one of the reasons this podcast exists. Because when I moved to Ghana, I was like, dang, I wish someone told me. You know, yeah. I wish I could have figured something out sooner than later. I would have saved some time. So shout outs to Yard Abroad. Shout outs to us <laughs> finally right. starting. Hopefully you guys can pull some gems from this and it can enrich your experience. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone moving to Ghana, wanting to go into entrepreneurship as a woman? What advice would you give her? It looks easy, but it's not. You'll have to spend a lot of time pushing through. I, uh, you know, because it's, it's really easy to give up as well. It's, it's easy to just mm -hmm. throw in the towel, but you'll just have to keep at it, whatever it is, because I just still feel like there's a lot to be done in Ghana. You know, there's, there's a, there are a lot of opportunities to start mm -hmm. things that will succeed, but mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of things that work against you generally. Right. Like you're a woman, you're in a hot country where everybody's trying to do something, and right. there's a lot of back and forth, but you just need to keep at it. Just keep at it, keep at it, and then at some point, everything aligns, and then... You're, mm. You start, I don't know if you're ever going to sail smoothly, but uh, I just feel like it's worth it if you're able to stick with it. Like, I, I haven't had any regrets at all wow. since I started. None, none, none. That's I just cool. want to be better and better with, uh, at what I do. Mm -hmm. But I also need um, a team mm -hmm. because I feel like it's getting much bigger than, than just yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And it would be nice to have other women who share the vision, who want to be a part of it. And that, that has also been a difficult part because, you know, people who can help you achieve, not help, but together right, make right. something great, feel like, oh, I can do this on my own. So then they start, but not every, I just feel like not everybody is set out to do things on their own just because they can. Right. You know, somebody can sew very well, but it doesn't mean that they can be a designer. Right. Because you'll need certain um, traits and characteristics to make it as a designer. Some Somebody knows how to fix cars. It doesn't mean that he can build a whole car. Right, right. So we just need to know where our strengths are, I think, mm -hmm. and then plug ourselves where we feel like we can thrive. That's, That's what dope. I think. So with that, in reference to thriving, you talked about T-Bot and then you talked about expanding. Can sure. you talk to us about what's happening? What are the new <laughs> updates? What do we need to know? Okay, so... With Tiba, this is what happened. We outgrew the space where we were in a suit, and I decided it's time to move. At the mo, at, at that time, there were a few things in the pipeline. I had found a place that I really liked in Laboni. I felt like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And then we left. We talked about, and the plans fell through. They decided they didn't want to rent it anymore. Um, it's been a year. That it was it was supposed to be um, a four month break. Mm -hmm. It's been a year. Wow. It breaks my heart wow. so much. Yeah, it has been a year. But um, everything that I've tried to secure in terms of a space, mm -hmm. the perfect space, has kind of fell through. Eventually, finally, I have found a space that I feel 
is going to work. But it's been, you know, it's been a lot of pressure when people call and they're like, oh, you said you were going to be open in four months. And But mm -hmm. I also have had to learn a lot of patience. Right. I've had to learn um, to, to just keep cool because sometimes things would... It gets a little rocky, but it gets better. I know that I'm going to reopen this year. Yay. Finally, the play. Yay. <laughs> I can't wait. Listen, everybody says I can't wait. Nobody can't wait as much as I can't wait. So it's going to open um, sometime in the summer, maybe June. Okay. You know, but I just want everybody to know that I haven't abandoned, I haven't abandoned the project. It's still very close to my heart. But in the meantime, I've been working. I started these cafes in like developments like Clifton Homes, where I have two cafes, Bar and Bean. It's like a sister company to Atiba. So it's kept me busy so it's and it's not kept the me same not broke. Thing. It's not the same People. thing. It's okay. a sister company. Got it. Yeah, it is. So Atiba, Atiba is going to start up again. Hopefully, I don't want to raise any hopes, but um, it's going to be this year for <laughs> yes, sure. And I've been working on it, and I haven't been on Instagram because password issues. I'm not very tech savvy. It's kind of funny. Uh, password issues. Uh, Instagram not writing me back issues, but I finally got into it. So I think I'll be making a little bit of an announcement and all Yay! of that. But it's, yeah, it's it's been sad because everybody comes in like, we miss the space so much. Right. We miss the food so much. We miss you so much. Like, oh, but in the meantime, we have Bond Bean. We have Bond Bean. You see, that's yeah. the thing. Bond Bean is meant, you know, it's kind of funny. It's meant for Clifton those, Home those residents spaces. and mm, their friends. Right. You know, but as I speak, there's something else coming up in East Legon. Come on. And it's going to be Tiba <laughs> and it's going to be a vibe. So, you know what? We just need to grow together. Yeah. Tiba has always been a community thing. Thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not only. It's not been me at all. So I just also felt like at some point I said, should I go on Instagram and talk about how I need a space and if anybody had like mm. the plug to anything they could and and you know a few people said you probably should do that because I'm pretty sure people know of spaces. Yeah. But you know sometimes you just want to do this by yourself and blah 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 all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, actually maybe I could put that out there because it's never too late. If you guys have a space, space, space the DM space, us, DM Zero, yes, reach out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's it, it is a community, and I don't want it to die off just because I can't right. find something that works. You, well, know? you so know, so I'm what? keeping that. Yeah, I believe that nothing before it's time. Yeah, right. and I also think that just okay, I'm not that old, but in my <laughs> experience, right. what I've Makita, <laughs> what I've come to find out is that like we're not always meant to be on a high, right? Yeah. Like we'll go on our high, yeah. but then there are years, you know, there are years that ask questions and years yeah. that give answers. Yeah. yeah. There are years we're on our high, and then there are years we're not necessarily on our low. No. But if we're not on our high, we're getting our knowledge up. Yeah. We're getting our experience Absolutely. up. Absolutely. We're right. increasing our resilience. That's what I feel. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that might just yeah. be what this season yeah. is. And it's yeah. like you have to yeah. respect the season. That's true. I mean, I'm sure you're gracious when people talk to you about this, but if anyone is given dead pressure, respect the season okay respect, respect the right. season because right. when she comes back she's gonna come back stronger right. with You're more right. experience you know yeah. what I mean? yeah because i have i have learned a lot 
in the last and I needed the year to take a chill pill. Right. I needed mm-hmm. to chill because it was hectic. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be as successful as it got so quickly. And coming from a background of no restaurant, no waitress, no nothing, I was like, whoa, what have I That's started? Amazing. You're that, learning that as you're amazing. producing. Yes, yeah. and I'm still, every day, every single day, I learn something. So it's it's been, now, when I watch TV and I watch the food uh, and the restaurant, pro, I'm like, oh, I know that, I know that, oh. I know that, oh! <laughs> you know, but I had what, I had um, the gift of making good food mm-hmm. and putting tea blends together and yeah. stuff like that. But um, you're right, I've just felt like the year was necessary for for me to sit back and rest because it was getting too stressful. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I need a break. So when I closed, I was I was happy I closed at the time that I did because I felt like, okay, it's time to regroup, go to the drawing board, put jot down what I've learned, what I need to learn, mm. what I need, what I don't need. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I'm still in that process. So when it opens, it's gonna be a lot better. Yes, I know that it's a bit. Um, Amen. Amen. And we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. Yeah. Um, And you'll keep us posted, of course. We'll be right there. And if you're ever in Ghana, go to Buy and Bean. If you come, when are you opening again? But um, I'm this year. This year. This year. It'll be. It has to be be the first half of the year. (laughs) First half of the year, I should open. And you know what, Dado? If you don't, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, but I will. Because I like, I like, I like money. Yes, I really, I like, I like business, and I like the fact that I'm not broke, and I like the fact that every day I see a bit of money coming right. into money. my. No, you, yeah, but that, there's that's, nothing that's wrong a, with that. Oh yeah, of course not. It's <laughs> encouraging. We are really, not to be listen, all the money. Money. My mom always says to me, I come home sometimes, I'm like, oh, we had an event, and I'm never having an event again. That's before I go in to do, and then I think I go in, and then I count my money and stuff, and then, and the next week, she's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, yeah, the event is on again. She's like, Enjoy you like it. money? I said, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 you know, so it's, that has been, that has been good. Right. It's been good. I just, right. I feel like I've been so blessed to kind of, um, you know, I never thought, I never thought I'd be doing this at this time of my life. It's, wow. That's the strangest thing. I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but I never thought it was going to be food or restaurant or people. I never thought. So right. it's, you know, you know how they say people write letters to their future selves and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, yo, if you're struggling in what you're doing or you don't see the end of it or you don't know where you're going with it, be patient with yourself. Mm. It happens. I feel like it happens to everybody, but it, it happens in your season. Mm. You know, I just, because if you had asked me five years, even five five years ago, if you had asked me what I'd be doing by now, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Mm. Four years ago, maybe not, but it just, something happens and then you just find, you just have to seize the opportunity when you see it. Right. But you have to know what an opportunity looks like. Right. You know, but if you don't know, then it's just going to be, it keeps dangling in front of you. And, and you don't know how to yeah. catch it. Yeah. You don't know that yeah. you're supposed to catch yes. it. Yes, yes. But if you catch it, right. you can roll with it. I don't know. I feel like Ghana is, like, because it's an emerging economy and yeah. space, there are so many things. Like you talked about, you wanted to create something. You would want to create something that you would miss from mm-hmm. Canada. Yes. You know, and not to say we're trying to make this space into these, you know, international countries, yeah. but... Yo, the place is ripe. Yeah, like, very. Yeah. you know, to really create is. things, there are right. a lot of things that still are not 100% minted. And this is where I think 
people like us need to be here to, to add into and add value to, to the space. But we have to acknowledge the fact that it's not easy at all. Yeah. You know, because um, Ghana, as much as Ghana is open and ready for all these things, not everybody has experienced what you've experienced. Right. Not everybody sees where you're trying to go with your right. business or what you're trying to create for the community. So people sometimes fight against it. People sometimes right. are like, oh, I don't get what you're trying to do. That's real. And you have to like, you know, it takes a special kind of um, strength to push through because there have been a lot of times where I felt like, oh, maybe I should just give up. Mm. Every day I, I think to myself, so can I be here next year? Mm. Or will I be in Ghana still? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I watch TV and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should move to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I should move. You know, mm -hmm. every day you have to fight yeah. also not to leave. Because right. it gets it gets hard. Right. It gets hard. So it's not easy. It's it's barren. There's a lot that can be done, but mm -hmm. you'll have to have you have to come here with no expectations, no demands, no nothing. Just take it as it is and just roll with it. Mm -hmm. Right. I think. No, yeah, I agree I with it. that. When I people talk about, oh, what do I need to do to come back? I always say, like, it's a mindset thing. It is a mindset. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not here, even man. about make sure you get your shots and your passport. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. get ready to unlearn almost everything, everything. that you've learned. Everything. And, not almost. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Unlearn. Get ready to unlearn everything. Yeah. And you have to be strong in the process of learning and being open to it. Man, like it's yeah. it's really like yeah. a mindset thing yeah. and being resilient because these little things can break you <laughs> if you're not. They're not little things. Hmm, they Big can break <laughs> you. All things. Can they break can you. break yeah. you and frustrate you. Yeah. To a level where you're just and like, it's a daily frustration. Here. Like yeah. even when you're making it, you're still frustrated because sometimes I listen to the people who have done this before me and their issues are it's like the same and they say it never changes and I'm like oh my god wow. I'm gonna have to deal with this for the <laughs> rest of my life so that but you know people call and they're like oh we want to move to Ghana but we're not sure what what should we do when we come to Ghana that is the hardest question yeah. to I know you don't know where I to start but everybody yeah. who's coming back home wants to know what they can mm -hmm. do they need to come and figure Just it out. Just come and figure it out yeah. because yeah. I came to Ghana to start a customer service consultancy. That's wow. what I came to Ghana to do. Can you imagine? And um, Tiba, you know what? We're good. We're very good, <laughs> my boy. But, but customer service is something that we still struggle with because right. you know yeah. uh, it's Ghana still new to the concept of customer mm -hmm. service. But who would have thought? So that's what I came to Ghana to do, and what I'm doing right now has little to do with it well in the grand scheme of things it has a little to do with it mm -hmm. so you'll have to come back and figure it out but you have to come back thinking that i'm not going to um i'm not going to abandon shit. Run away. i'm not going to run right. away that's mm -hmm. the only right. thing it, once you have that you're going to be fine but a lot of people that i moved to ghana with when i moved back they've all come back <laughs> they're probably like 10 percent of us left right and we meet each other and we're like we're still going right. we're still right. going you know Dope. 10 years a long time. Sado, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you so much. Oh, you're welcome. This is we have we, We've gotten so much information today, and I think you're amazing. And again, anyone thank visiting you, Ghana, if you're in Ghana, go to Bar and Bean, and T-Bar will be open in yeah. 2020. Yes, that's for sure. Thank that's you. For sure. Thank you <laughs> so much, Dado. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been a Gold Coast Report production. When the kids from foreign are out to do damage, whoa, hey, how them gonna manage? When the kids from foreign are out to do damage,